0: Hello and welcome to That Film studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode we've got another movie review and this time we're looking at Uncut Gems. Directed by Josh Safdie and Benny Safdie,
1: who both co-wrote the screenplay with Donald Bronstein, Uncut Gems is a thriller film starring Adam Sandler. The movie is available on Netflix now, but if you haven't watched Uncut Gems yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking
0: spoilers. It's always good to see Sandler doing a dramatic role... Um, alongside him stars Kevin Garnett, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Julia Fox, Adina Menzel, and Eric Bogosian. Luke, you have the plot.
1: Before I get to the plot, when you said Kevin, I was expecting Kevin James. Even though I have clearly seen this movie, hey, is he, he's not in it. It's like hidden somewhere. <laughs> We're just saying Adam Sandler, Kevin, not James. And the Safty brothers, I've only ever heard of them referred to that way before. But we're going to go Josh and Benny and give them individual credit. Yeah, they are people too. Uh, But we should get to the plot, so if you do have it there, which I know you do. I do. Howard Ratner, played by Sandler, is a jeweler and gambling addict in New York City's Diamond District who must retrieve an expensive gem he purchased to pay off his debts. Very tight, short, succinct plot, but that is the movie. That's the movie. What I didn't, I guess, allude to there... This is the most tense. I have been watching a movie in a long time and not a lot happens, really. But this is a tense movie.
0: I was so stressed come the end of this movie. Like, I I was sitting in my living room uh, with the the credits finally rolling and I I just had to take a moment just to breathe. I I felt like I was holding my breath the whole time. I was really stressed. Like, a lot. Because you just don't know. And we will get to the third act. Didn't see it coming. Oh my!
1: If God. I did know that was coming though, it'd be even more stressful.
0: <laughs> just waiting for it. Oh, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And my eyes are a bit itchy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and you're wearing glasses. Yeah. Oh, gee. But
1: we'll we'll get to that. We'll get we'll, we'll get to the third act when we get there. This is not the first time we've seen Dramatic Sandler. We've had him before. Reign of Fire. Punch Drunk Love. Fantastic movies. They are, but in its our case, so Sandler is doing that again. I mean, we've. I mean, how many comedies has he done mm. at this point? And I'm sure we've seen them all. But I'm like, our okay, case, so he's going back to drama. We know he can do that well. We've seen that before. But his performance in this isn't that. He's no, doing something yeah. completely different, and I've never seen it from him before.
0: It's like a very adult orange, like those movies that you just listed just before. You know the. Somewhat black comedy, uh, you know, r- r- romance. The More, more drama-orientated. This is, like, drama, gritty, um, foul-mouthed, you know, violent. And you know what? It's in a realm he's never touched. It, you no, know, it, it is. But in all his comedies,
1: have you noticed, he's always got young children. Like, very young. What they've done with his character in this, because I think Sandler has got to be, out like close to mid-50s. He's got to be. I would say, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But he's got a teenage older daughter in this. I'd say his daughter in this is the oldest kid he has ever had in a film.
0: They've been pretty young. Yeah, so they're... In his movies, big end.
1: house, attractive wife, young kids. Not here. You know, his kids mm-hmm. are a bit older. He does have younger kids as well, but I really did notice the fact that he had an older daughter. That doesn't normally happen in some of the
0: films. I, mean, I didn't notice it myself, but, like, you're right, I guess. And I guess that... Just playing to his age. It's realistic. To again,
1: his comedies do not do that.
0: <laughs> even now, I mean, if they do a what was I mean, it?
1: Yeah, even now, like if they got around to grown ups three... Yeah, that's kid, what I was thinking. His <laughs> kids are still really young, but think about all his. They recast them as his younger kids. Come on, but we're not here to talk about his kids. They might come up once or twice in the in the review, but we are getting an older Sandler here. Who I think is more close to his actual age, which mm. is something again we don't get
0: with those like those fake teeth and stuff. Um, his character is like, I mean, it's mental. For the I spent the majority of the beginning of this movie trying to work out what the hell was actually going
1: on. They managed to have Sandler look like Sandler, but also not look like Sandler. And you're right, it's the teeth, the goatee, the glasses, the earrings, and he's got gel in his hair. Mm. There's enough going on for him to still clearly look like there's no prosthetic shoes here other than the teeth. yeah, it's just Sandler, but he
0: looks different enough. In the early moments of the movie, I was thinking, because I you know I'd heard that Sandler had you know this was such an amazing performance with him, something he's never done before. At the start of this movie, I was like, okay, so it's it's dramatic, it's gritty. I couldn't see what he was doing that was any different to any other actor sort of putting on a dramatic role. As the movie progresses, as the yelling just gets more intense, and there's just so much more going on, and you see moments of desperation, moments of him trying to work out what he's supposed to do, him trying to calculate, trying to be sneaky, trying to do all these things. There's just so much going on. Him dealing with fallouts of you know his his girlfriend, um, issues with his wife, trying to sneak around his kids, not let them you know be too exposed into his life. And there's so, when he breaks down when he actually thinks that he's he's at, a, he's at a huge loss and he can't get out of this mess that he's made. It's like, oh, this is what they're talking about and it's all there. Sandler is doing something incredible. But what he's
1: bringing to it though, because he is a loser and you can see it before it happens, he's constantly making the wrong choices and even when he wins a little bit, you know he's going to lose it all. Like, it's not going to work out for this guy. But for me, what Sandler brings to it, even though... His character is such a loser and hurts so many people, you know, his his wife, his family. But he's got that likability about him. Like, you know, there's those moments where you do come around to him a little bit more, mm. and that's Sandler.
0: I found yeah, I found a lot of this movie me being like rooting for him, even though I'm like, this guy's never gonna learn. Every time he's like
1: Let's place a bet. It's like, no, you've
0: learned nothing. And it's like, is he going to win that bet? And is, he's pawning he gonna... everything. Like, yeah, it's, you know, like...
1: It's, it's like when he's watching that basketball game for sure, you're thinking, well, it's clearly not going to win. But then he, you know, he, the, who we bet the money on does win. And it's, yeah, he it like, plays with like the expectations nothing. because like he's a loser, he's a loser, he's always going to lose. But then he has a little win. Oh, okay. Is he actually going to win? How's and... that
0: first major bet that he, he plays, you know, like, and it's like, He's really stoked, he goes to see his girlfriend, he, they sort of like celebrate, he's like, oh, one really big, then he gets abducted by his brother-in-law and his goons, and it's like, oh, they called the bet off, because it was his money sort of thing, and it's just like, oh, and that's your it. heart he's, breaks, he's just like, what?
1: He's pawning people's property, he's betting with other people's money, he's not paying what he owes, and it's and that's where the anxiety comes from, like, it's such a tense watch.
0: Did we... I, I refuse to rewind at any point, but did we f- actually ever know how much he owed his brother-in-law? I don't think they say it, no. Okay, because I was trying to work it out, so I did a sneaky like look at Wikipedia to see like the plot sort of thing, and it, it stated that it was $100,000, and I was like, there were plenty of times in this movie where he has access to that amount of money. So, so I'm hoping
1: it was more than that. Well, maybe not, though, because that is the character. Right. Like Even when he's ahead and he has enough, it's not enough for him.
0: And he goes further and further and loses everything. He only wants to pay them back when he has a million dollars to blow. Then he'll pay them back. Like the, That's what it's all about. Water. Like he's, he's spending what he doesn't
1: have. Right.
0: And, I guess and that's the whole to... thing.
1: And then he's spiraling because other people are coming back. You've got those two brothers that keep coming back. And he's like fobbing them off. And <laughs> yeah. other people are coming to him like for money. His... He's on
0: the Yeah, the, yeah. The and then he's
1: like, I don't want to buy a watch. Get away from me. Hey, man, stop trying to sell him watch. (laughs) So there is comedy in this as well. But for the most part, it's a really tense watch. Well, the
0: comedy is in the moment, in the situation, and it's about the situation. And it's how him as a character is dealing with things. And like you said, you know, fobbing those those other characters off or screwing them over. It's like, ah, the situation is funny. It's not that Sandler is being a goofball or, or things are you know, sort of happening that are humorous it's it's just it's, Sandler is using a comedy muscle that's
1: been there since Happy Gilmore you know where it can be funny with anger with frustration or raising his voice mm. so I guess we maybe associate that type of comedy with Sandler so even when he's in a situation like this where <laughs> like when he just laugh... starts yelling yeah but it's not a laugh out loud <laughs> it's, moment is it funny <laughs> but it's it's what we've seen of Sandler before right, and it's yeah. what he's he's really been known for Like, Happy Gilmore again, like, that is for me,
0: yeah.
1: He shouts really well.
0: (laughs) He's a good shouter. I mean, there's a lot of shouting in this movie. This movie is two hours and 15 minutes of yelling. It's very stressful. And it feels like
1: a fly on the wall movie. Like, you're just going around these places. Mm. You're very much in this world. And it's not one that I've got no knowledge of. You know, whether it's, I don't follow American basketball. New York City jewelers, so it felt yeah, like I was pawnbrokers, nothing like you know. Yeah, you, what do we know about that? Was being Gems introduced that, yeah. to this world, and it was it was really interesting. I felt like I'd been taken, I was taken on a journey, and I was with them.
0: Even throughout you, are, the movie, a bit of Jewish culture as well. Like I, I, don't know, I mean, I'm aware of Passover, but it's like you know, I've never actually seen you know the whole sort of thing sort of play out and. It's good to see like the Jewish family sort of get together and the awkwardness between him and his brother-in-law obviously having to be there. And it's, it's just like so many dynamics, it's so many things. Tense. Him, <laughs> and his, tense. him and his wife were playing playing house, I guess, for the kids or for appearances. Was or, it Passover
1: the waiting for? Let's wait until Passover and then we can tell everybody that we're yeah. not together anymore.
0: And then he asks her to, you know, because things fall out with his girlfriend. So he asks her to ask his wife to... You know, hold on a little bit more, let's try it again. And but she finds, what, is it his face or the shape of his just head? She hates something? him. She just thinks he's laughable. All I could think of was like, oh, egghead. <laughs> it's yeah. back from first date. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm not better looking. And that's why they're getting divorced. Idina Menzel. Elsa. The voice of Elsa. That's all I know is from. Is that really? That is the... Did vo- not connect that. But I mean, she's putting... I'm assuming she's putting on a different voice because it's... Unless she performs as matter. Elsa, no, I didn't know.
1: Wow, Elsa! Wow, that's just. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, not that specifically because I didn't know it was Elsa, <laughs> but just the casting for this is incredible. Yeah, like people that I've either not seen before or is really good in a particular role, like Jeff Goldblum's dad from Independence Day. <laughs>
0: that's, that's I like, mean, it's like Jeff Goldblum's one of this movie.
1: First off. I went to... Because I watched this movie with my wife and I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Taxi. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. It's Jeff Goldblum's dad in Independence Day. And she's oh. like, why didn't you say that? <laughs> I mean, why didn't you say that? I <laughs> don't know. I knew from Taxi.
0: Ah, yeah, Taxi, yeah. No, that's fine.
1: But he was good.
0: And he was at the,
1: at the auction. Yeah. And betting against and raised the money too high. And even then you're like, oh, it's going to go too high and you're not going to get any money. And it goes too high. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's... It's such a nervous watch.
0: It's a, like an auction scene. I never thought I would be that stressed about an auction scene that I wasn't actually involved in myself.
1: You know, it wasn't until I watched the movie and looked online and I'm like, "Huh, Kevin Garnett is a real basketball player." <laughs> I had no idea. He yeah, plays, plays for the Boston uh, Celtics. That's the one.
0: That's the one.
1: A few people play play themselves in this, and I didn't know until after. Oh, the weekend. The weekend He's is legit an artist. in this yeah.
0: movie, and. Bit of an asshole. Would Where's you? John Amos? I don't know.
1: You know, I did see something on Twitter, <laughs> and the weekend he, he made a, a comment now I have something in common with Bob Barker and scared, uh, shared a screen cap of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> 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 They've both fought Sandler in a movie. Wow. Cash out? I've got no idea. Who I'm assuming,
0: is. I mean, this is again Wikipedia, my source of information. Oh, did we say
1: John Amos? I didn't see him in the movie. Yeah,
0: no, I don't know. And again, I don't know who Cash is, so I don't know where they he may
1: was. or may not be in it.
0: Trinidad James. Apparently, all these people appear as themselves. I only saw The weekend. I only know The weekend. And yeah, he's trying to touch up, uh, you know, Sandler's girlfriend. His girlfriend, yeah. Yeah.
1: Tilda Swinton.
0: She voices
1: the, or she's the voice of the auction house manager. Completely missed that. Over
0: the phone. Cool. Yeah, and Natasha Leone from American Pie fame. Vicky. Oh, I is she, it Vicky? Yeah. And she's in that Netflix show Russian Doll.
1: Yeah. Who was she in this? She was the voice of the Celtic. Oh, another voice. Oh, <laughs> another okay. Okay. Celtic
0: yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: How did I miss that? <laughs> Vicky from American Pie. How did I
0: not recognise her voice? <laughs> uh, but oh yeah, but, you know, that's yeah, that's it. You know this. Um, you know these these directors. The weirdest thing happened. It was only the night before I watched this movie, me and the wife, we were flicking through Netflix and we were like, oh let's watch something. I was like, we could watch Uncut Gems and she was like, oh no, we'll watch that tomorrow. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm flicking for something else, we're like, what do we want? Uh, maybe some, like a thriller type thing, something quite dramatic. I was like, we could watch Uncut Jams. She's like, no tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, oh what about this movie? It's called Good Time. It's on Netflix. Got uh, the, the the Robert Pattinson in it. We're Like, all right, we'll give it a shot. We watched it. It was intense, very stressful. Lots of stuff going on. We're like, who directed this movie? <laughs> like, these are great people. Like, we, you know, what looked it up and we're like, okay, these guys, they're, they're a name to remember. Put on Uncut Gems the next the next day, and it's like, hang on a sec. Weirdest thing. Hmm. Never heard of these guys before.
1: Up and coming guys, Two aren't I Two nights in a row. Yeah. You know, it's been debunked now, or at least it only got as far as one meeting but there's talks of a Pee Wee Herman movie and these I, guys I were in talks on
0: our own Facebook page but I heard
1: <laughs> it was announced by many news outlets or yeah it was announced and then there was like a follow up saying that an initial meeting was held but it's not going to go any further right. but it just shows that these guys right now are having a minute they're having conversations people are speaking to them and you know this movie like I can't compare it to anything mm-hmm I certainly can't compare it to any other Adam Sandler film.
0: Yeah. Oh, but, but you can't. And in a way, it's like, it's it's not really an Adam Sandler. When I think of an Adam Sandler movie, I'm thinking of, you know, the Happy Madison brand. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. of... you're right. You know, all those classic movies from the 90s, I'm thinking of... Those movies on Netflix. <laughs>
1: Mr. Deeds, Anger Management, The Waterboy, The Wedding Scene. I like how you're saying the good ones. I can ones. just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> Of course i the, the good ones. ones. The do-over, the week of. But you're at, they are Adam Sandler films. Like, this is yet. a film with Adam Sandler in it. Right. But he is the lead. It is He's his definitely movie. the lead. He's but, very much, but it's at not, the center of this movie. It's
0: not a Sandler movie as we know. It's 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 something else. It's it's this, the the Brothers. It's interesting that here in Australia we got it on Netflix, mm.
1: Home of Adam Sandler. <laughs> was there
0: any theatrical release that you not, not in Australia? A- I
1: believe in Australia, straight to. In fact, I do know that it was. It bypassed the cinemas, right? And the the initial release in Australia was streaming. Cool. and I guess that's why we're doing our review now. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, like the US. I don't know about the UK, but the US got it last year. Oh, good for them. But we've got it eventually. Yeah,
0: <laughs> after It's not
1: the kind of movie that people can jump online and spoil plot points. Yeah, that's. It's true. not a Star Wars movie. It's not one of them. So mm. I was able to watch this movie and not be spoiled. So when we did get to that third act, which we could probably talk about.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've only kind of spoiled one brief thing, and that was about the bet. thing, you know?
1: But we did think. give the spoiler warning. Suddenly, gets shot in the head through the eye. Unexpected. What about the start of this movie? We in his colon.
0: At first, I'm oh. like, is this his mouth? I and then, as we pulled out, I feel like I blinked from it because I was like, okay, we're going inside the gym. It's all like, a yeah, like, strange time. We've been
1: in here for a long time, yeah, wherever we are. This suddenly, is a big mouth. <laughs> suddenly,
0: I was like, where are we? Are we inside? And the wife again, you know, asked, like, what's happening? And I was like, we're inside the gem. But it looks like like the inside of someone's ass. Me making a joke, thinking, okay, it's like a it's like I an mean, esophagus. I, I was quick a throat. to
1: realise that it was his colon. But at <laughs> first initially I did think it was his mouth. And then so we go from exiting his colon <laughs> to entering the bloodshot wound.
0: Yeah. And then you know bloodshot wound.
1: Wound. the the bullet wound, I should say. <laughs> the, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where we
1: got shot, we enter that, and that's we where the movie it. ends.
0: And it goes back into that psychedelic type. Uh, so we
1: exit him, and then
0: we enter. Him. I mean, that's
1: a weird sentence.
0: Yeah, in and out, a bookend of. I'm done. Uh, I'm done. Well, to go with those scenes, though, let's we can go back to him getting shot in a, in a moment if you want to keep talking about it. But the music is. Very loud at the start, but it's I think it's part of the chaos and like the just the very erratic stressful nature of the, of this movie um, music by daniel L- uh, Lepartin it Lepartin. definitely
1: does heighten the the tension
0: mm. for but sure the, there's so many like unique sounds, and I can't even identify where I think I've heard them before It's sort of it like, reminded me a little bit of the dark Knight, with what Hans Zimmer, James Howard were like doing notes.
1: For joker where they purposely had it sound chaotic where they would put notes and instruments that together, together that ordinarily yeah. wouldn't go together. So that loud and brash and quiet, mm. I was hearing that here.
0: But there was even some melodies of, of like, I mean, I guess they kind of felt like movies from the 1970s, you know, like crime dramas and, or, yeah, just like those dank sort of jazzy tones to them. I was just like, I'm really digging this and it's just, yeah, you know, it was making me all... Across the board, this ah, movie tense.
1: is doing its own thing. It's not trying to be anything else. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's really impressive. It's pretty good. <laughs> because you know, when, we, we had to wait a while again, it was out in the US last year, you know, we, when you're waiting for something and you you're things. waiting, you're only hearing these great things. Mm. Like, you know, it's testing so high on tomatoes. I mean, Critics, audiences are really liking this movie, and you're like, oh, okay, so, but what is it really like? And then you're watching, you're like, oh. my wife didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Like, I think she found it it was just too tense. Like it was hard. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to, you know, a criticism that I have heard, and she shares it a little bit is, I didn't really enjoy it because it made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, the
0: experience, like the, like what an experience it was. It was something so unique and different. But then by the end of it, you're just like, did I enjoy that? But that's the thing, and that's isn't the it? same yeah. with that good time movie. Was it a good right. time? Not okay. really, but man, what a movie! <laughs> so you can appreciate the craft
1: and you know yeah. everything of the production, the performances. To be honest,
0: if you sat down and watched this movie and you were just zoning out or you're playing on your phone or you know you weren't really paying attention, you and all you heard was just the muffling of the of the yelling. And if you got twenty minutes twenty minutes into the movie, you'd be like, well, "What's going on? I got no idea." You've got to pay attention, listen to the dialogue. That's crafting the story because there's not much else going on they're not showing you stuff it's it's the dialogue and the interactions and the, the subtle i guess actions of, of the characters that are then doing something it's like i'm now going here and doing that and i'm pointing that and it's because i'm but you know he's pointing that because of the conversation they had five minutes ago. you gotta pay attention and not let the, the yelling drown it all out and the very loud music but yeah it's it's deep man it's a thinking movie and uh, i don't want to watch it again though And
1: it's well let's go back to Sandler, he's dead on the floor. (laughs) He loses. He loses. Before that though, he's got that great bit that's in all the trailers, in you know, the posters or not screenshots or whatever. This is how we win. And you're like, okay, he's gonna turn a corner. But then if you've seen the movie up until that point, you you should know he's not gonna turn a corner. Because I was thinking And he's not gonna win.
0: The whole thing. If he is if he's to win and you know, prove everyone right and be like, now I've got all this money, I can pay everyone back, whatever, and that's like, what has he learned? nothing but you're still so happy at the fact he's won he's like oh my god he's done it and you're waiting for something you think something's gonna happen to the girlfriend who's gonna pick up the money and stuff like that you're waiting girlfriend for the girlfriend gets that. away I was happy about that yeah and but he's dead he lets the guys out and they're all like you are proving your point whatever bang the head muscle was just pissed off he'd had enough he turns on his, 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 his whatever you call or the brother-in-law who's his boss I guess You know, he turns on him as well and then the two goons just rob the place and and that's the movie. <laughs> Shit. And I was thinking, you know, you got that you got that fun guy at the casino who's trying to pick up the girlfriend again but
1: He's he's a real guy. I've read some interviews with him. Like they made him, apparently for the movie, more cartoonish, more of a caricature of himself. Wayne Diamond. But he's right, from yeah. what I've read in the interviews with him, he's close to in real life. <laughs> What we see on screen. So he's not acting at all. <laughs> I think he's just being him. Like right. we, you do you. You know I mean yeah, Wayne Diamond plays Wayne. That's what he's credited as. So. Yeah. There's another guy who's having a chat with the girlfriend. And when things start to go south, he's he asks her, Are you okay? Yeah. He's not an actor. He was just someone that was sat at one of the tables and one of the safety brothers approached him, got his details, texted him saying, I want you to be in my movie. What do you say? And they just put him in the movie.
0: Not an actor. <laughs> wow. Did they have to text him and go through that process? Couldn't they that's gone just up to him they say, did it. Because, hey, we're filming
1: this, kid. get over there. Because what the... I don't know if which of the Safdie brothers, it was one of. <laughs> he put up on Twitter screenshots of the text message conversation <laughs> he had with this guy. Oh, that's weird. Honestly, they're so unconventional in their approach. Like, whether it's with casting or... All of it.
0: I think that... And that, they're so open about speaks, their process. That speaks to it. It's like... You can produce something of, of unique quality and to this standard, just winging it. You know, like you know. We something... talk
1: about a lot of movies on this podcast. This is a film.
0: <laughs> Some <laughs> you...
1: people don't like that distinction. I am this... a big
0: stickler for having that <laughs> different. And there was that big debate last year with the, you know, Scorsese versus Marvel. <laughs> like, there is a there is a difference, but you know what? You can enjoy all of it. Oh, of course you can.
1: But this is definitely this
0: is a film. Yeah, it is. It's a film, it's a cinephile's, you know, wet dream. I said it. I said wet dream on the podcast. But is it a good film?
1: Are we there? Have we arrived at our rating? Have we arrived? Okay, yeah, we have. Well, for me, I guess we've said it many times already, but it's a non-stop, you see experience. The movie just grips you, whether it's the film itself you mentioned the score, the performances. This movie just to Calderby, exposed me to a world that I'm not familiar with. Or I guess now I'm a little bit more. But it was just start to finish a new experience. And you know, I, I've I've talked on you know this episode and many other podcasts how much of a fan I have, how much of a fan I am of Adam Sandler. But he just takes it to a whole new level with this film. And I still want him to do his silly comedies. And he's going to. Netflix have extended that deal. But do do more of this as well. He's got range, and I'd like to see more of it. Really, really... Do I say I enjoyed this film? It was a great <laughs> experience. It's really up there. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh, yeah. I'm taking yeah. 0.5 off because... It was quite uncomfortable at times. But it really is a <laughs> yeah. solid film. Yeah. Um, but one more thing. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. Just like you said earlier, I don't think I'd watch it again. <laughs> yeah. For, for everything we've mentioned in there, but completely appreciate it and score it as high as I have. It definitely deserves to be up there, but it's not a second viewing movie. But it, again, solid. Start to finish.
0: I t- I'm going to struggle to disagree with any of that. Like, it it is an experience and you know if, um, if you are somewhat of a cinephile in any way if you appreciate a good film and the craft that goes into it this is a movie worth watching um, it's more than just yelling for 2 two hours and 15 minutes Like, look fantastic movie but I'm with you there like I don't want to watch this movie again but it's one of those movies that I will never forget that moment that Adam Taylor got shot in the face because I was shocked I was shocked I've never seen that and I've seen all his films <laughs> <laughs> never happened I've never seen that. <laughs> like, never seen Adam Sandler get shot in the eye. Never. Never seen that. First time. So, um, but you know, there are moments where the movie does drag, as uh, any good drama probably would and does. Um, there are bits where you, I was a bit like, what is what is actually happening? But you know, you get back on track. There is a lot of yelling. There's a lot going on. Um, but, yeah, The experience, although amazing, I don't really want to relive it anytime soon. I'm going a little bit lower than you, four out of five.
1: Very worthy, though. Very worthy for. What you just said there, I did share those moments at times as well where you do kind of like I have to stop and think, okay, so what's happening now? Who, who is that? But yeah. I just... You get back on track, though, don't you? Yeah. yeah, you do get back on track, but I just took that as part of the experience yeah. of being dropped in this world that is completely new to me.
0: Um, I've got a bit of a trivia to wrap us up. Um, something very short. Um, Uncut Gems, that's this movie, believe it or not, features the seventh most F-words In film history would you like to know how many yes 408 that is a lot that's a lot not as much as casino which comes in at sixth place near by mouth summer of Sam the wolf of Wall Street has 569 oh wow fuck a documentary on the word (laughs) fair enough 857 oh wow and... That's not the highest? No, the highest, at a count of 935, SwearNet, the movie. Oh, uh, okay. So as of actual real movies, Wolf of Wall Street... That's probably... Uh, that's the most
1: notable one. Yeah, I'd say Casino,
0: new Mouth. Yeah, it does make Uncut Gems more likely four high than up. seven. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, discounting documentaries and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Scarface used to be up there with 182.
1: That's a recognisable number. Well, that's Blink-182. That's where they got the number from. (laughs) You know, I did a recent rewatch of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and I was surprised at how many times it was said in that movie. 248
0: times. (laughs) It's quite a lot. Pretty high. Not 400. (laughs) Uh, But that's it for our review of Uncut Gems. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Which is what we're saying now. And please leave a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. I have
1: noticed that. Yeah, we're Yeah, yeah I thought we're, it was time we Yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna drop iTunes. <laughs> to hell with iTunes. Still iTunes, but we're gonna say Apple Podcasts. I like it. We're on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Podcast. and we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, Podcast.com. If you missed it, Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at The Mandalorian and Rewind and Review went back to 1999 with Galaxy Quest. Be sure to also check out our
0: recent review of Bad Boys for Life. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Uh, The performance by Adele Gazim. Is that what... What's his name called him? Who, who's this? The, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you don't normally ask for my import when you're giving your rating. John Travolta, the... Gazim or whatever. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter.